Welcome to Brave. My name is Samuel. I'm one of the pastors around here. How are you guys doing? Okay, well, we had a pretty lively 9 a.m., so you have a little bit to live up to, but you're ready for it, right? Well, hey, I just want to encourage you. Uh, it's always an honor and a privilege to get to share uh, from God's Word at church uh, on Sunday mornings, and it's, it's always an honor, but especially the first gathering of the year. This is a special morning. And so I also want to just say, hey, be comfortable, be yourself. If you hear something um, that encourages you, let me know, because that encourages me, right? So let's, tr- let's try that. Um, God is good. Wow, that f- powerful words, right? <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, uh, I hope you had a great holiday season, a happy New Year's. I had a pretty awesome Christmas Eve. I got engaged. There's a photo. She's sitting right there. It's Marcy. And uh, contrary to what you might think when you see that photo, it was a surprise. Um, and what, what happened was I told her that I talked to her, her mom and dad, and they said, not right now. And, and then I also knew that her family wasn't going to be able to come for Christmas, um, which they did, but she didn't know. And I was like, let's just make it a really special day. Let's go to the city. I picked her up in a limo. We went to Union Square where the ice skating is and the big Christmas tree. And then I'm like, hey, let's go to uh, the Golden Gate Bridge now. It's almost sunset and take some photos and it'll be fun, you know, a cool memory. And so I didn't notice that the limo driver dropped us off like 20 minute walk, maybe 25 from the Golden Gate Bridge. And it was freezing. It was so cold. And I, I didn't notice because I was trying to, like, hide the ring in my pocket, and it was a really big case. And I couldn't find a smaller case, but I just thought it would be dumb to, like, just pull the ring out. So, like, I'm trying to find, the, find a case. And I even, like, went to Nordstrom, and I'm like, hey, can you guys, like, give me a case? Like, please, I'll buy it. Like, they didn't have any smaller cases. So I mean, it's in my pocket, and it's, like, sticking out. And I have a 20-minute walk that she can't notice it. And so there was, at one point, I accidentally walked in front of her, and she goes, Samuel, why is your phone sticking out of your pocket like that? And fortunately for me, she didn't notice I was holding my phone in my other hand. (laughs) But mission accomplished, lots of ugly cry photos to show um, for after this moment, which Marcy has not yet released. So maybe at a future time, those will make it into the slides. But how are you guys doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Have you been setting any goals, you guys, writing some stuff down? I'm really excited about this series, The Best You, because it has a lot to do with goal setting and figuring out what this year is supposed to be and how we can become the best that God has called us to be. Um, I read a funny uh, thing online. It said, this year, I will accomplish the goals for 2014, which I should have done in 2013, because I promised them in 2012, and I planned them in 2011. Did you guys, any of you have a year like that? Yeah? I I was looking at some old goals from last year, and I was, like, amazed at how simple they were and also how, uh, you know, unattained they were this year. Because I'm looking at them and I'm going, how did I set a goal like, like, get in better shape or spend more time with God? But there was nothing specific about it. Right? And so just to start for this morning, I just want to encourage you as in your goal setting, and we're going to talk more about this, but be specific. Like, like how much time do you want to spend with God? How often do you want to spend time with God? Right? And if, if you set goals that way, you, can, you almost can't fail, 
right? When you, when you just set these like warm, fuzzy ideas that like, oh, this sounds good. I'm going to put this one down. But then you, there's nothing to hold you accountable. There's nothing to achieve. There's no benchmark. There's no plan or deadline. Harvey McKay says a dream is just a dream with a plan and a deadline. And I, I love that because, uh, or a goal is just a dream, excuse me. But we need, we need to be specific this year. We need to set some goals that matter. We need to set some goals that we can, we can share with one another and be accountable to. So before we continue, let's bow our heads if you'll join me, and let's just pray uh, that God would speak to us. God, I pray that at this, that this first gathering of the year, as we come together to worship you, to look at your word, to see what it is this morning that you would desire to say to us, I pray that we would be receptive that we would be receptive to everything, and not just receptive, but that we would be excited and looking, actively looking for what it is to not miss anything this morning that you desire to speak to us in regards to our new year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I was thinking about goal setting, and and goal setting comes from a deeper desire, and that deeper desire is to grow. And I believe that desire comes from God, that God has given all of us a desire for growth and that our goals stem from that desire for growth. The Bible says that Jesus himself grew in Luke 2, verse 52. It says this, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor before God and man. So the son of God, Jesus Christ, 12 years old, this was written about him at 12 years old, that he grew. So what does that tell us? about growth. It tells us that growth isn't negative. Growth doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. If Jesus, the Son of God, fully human yet fully perfect, grew, that's pretty exciting, right? To, to think that, that God desires growth for all of us, that it's not negative, that it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean that, that you've got a problem. Um, maybe there's areas in your life that you know God desires more for you and you're growing through those. But God desires all of us to grow, and it doesn't mean uh, that, we, that, that there's something wrong. And so I love this, um, that, that, that every day when you wake up and you have a goal and you have a desire for growth, that you have momentum, that there's a reason you got out of bed. There's something to look to. There's a direction for your life. If you, if you've, if you woke up this morning or you can remember a day recently in this last week, if, if a majority of those days felt a little directionless, or maybe they felt like, man, I got to go to work, I got to do this, and you just didn't want to get out of bed. Aside from not being a morning person, okay, anybody, are you all morning? You're at the 11, I mean the 1030, so you're not, you're not morning, okay. <laughs> but seriously, when you get out of bed, are you excited? Is there a direction? Is there, a moment? Is there something that you have to go, man, I'm going to do this because I have this goal, and there's a deadline, there's something that I want to accomplish, and so today... I want to talk about three keys to setting worthy goals. Not just goals for the sake of goals, but let's set worthy goals, goals that are statements of faith about what God wants to do in our lives. When I was living in Bend over the summer, I got a place with two bedrooms because I wanted to Airbnb the second one to help with my rent. And it ended up being awesome because I got to meet all these, these really cool people that would come through on vacation because it was a vacation destination. Um, but if you've ever booked an Airbnb, you know that there's a filter and you can search for certain things of what you're trying to find. So it'll say something like entire home, shared room, which means that the person who lives there is just renting a room, which is like what I was doing. 
Um, you can also be specific, like different amenities and things that you're looking for. And so I remember this one weekend, a couple came, and they didn't realize that I lived there. They didn't realize that they hadn't selected an entire home. And so at first it was kind of awkward. Then we had some ice cream, and we all bonded, and it was great. It was a fun weekend together, right? But at first they didn't know, and so they're like, oh, this is kind of weird. You know, and I'm like, no, I mean, you have to be pretty specific with, like, what you're trying to do. And, but I was thinking, you know, when it comes to life and goals and God's vision for our lives, we've got to be specific because you might accomplish your goals and then find that you're not where you thought you'd be or, you, or you're not where you wanted to be or it doesn't, doesn't actually feel like you thought it would feel like when you arrived. And so we want to talk about worthy goals and some things that will help us to determine whether or not our goals and desires are from God. Are you guys ready? Yep. Okay. So number one, know your identity. There's a verse in Romans 8, verse 15. It says, for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. I love that it says that we've not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again. How many of you can relate to that, that before you found this peace and before you had this hope in Jesus, you didn't even realize maybe the fear that you were living with? And I love that the early church needed a verse like this to remind themselves not to return to that fear. I think a lot of us need that reminder that when we're setting our goals, we've got to ask ourselves, does this goal represent my identity in Jesus? Does it, is it reflective of who I know I am in Christ? Does this goal say that I am brave, or does this, is this goal from a place of fear? Is this goal from a place of insecurity, or is this goal from a place of security? And then, we, and then, and then another question, some questions to ask ourselves, does this goal recognize who I belong to? Is it surrendered? We got to surrender our goals. Is this, if, if the creator of the universe, if God created us, if this, if life, if this life is a gift, how much more should every goal on our list be surrendered to God? To surrender is to say that it was never really yours. To recognize our very existence as a gift from him. And this one's my favorite. Does this goal make claim to my inheritance as a child of God? What does a goal look like? A goal that makes claim to an inheritance. A goal that you're saying, man, this is something that I know that God wants me to pursue. It's something he's put in my heart. But am I really setting goals as if this is going to happen? As if I have an inheritance that's been set aside for me? Is it big? Is it bold? Does it require the power of God to even come about? Which leads to our next point, number two, is to get a prophetic vision Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. I believe that God wants to give a prophetic vision to every single one of us for 2016. God has a prophetic vision. Prophetic, the word prophecy just means to be spoken from God, from his perspective. And I believe that God, as we're forming these goals, has vision that he has placed inside of all of us. And maybe it's been realized. Maybe you know this is what I got to do. But our goals stem from this vision. And a little bit later in our, in our gathering this morning, we're going to have a time together 
to ask God. If you haven't heard already, if you, if you need, and maybe there's more he wants to add, if you've been praying already this week, but there's something that God wants to speak to us about his vision for our lives that will help us move forward this year. Proverbs says, man makes plans, but God directs his steps. And when we plan with God, that's exciting. That's an adventure. I feel like it's, it's Christmas all over again when you start setting your goals for the year because it's like God saying, this is what I have for you. This is what I want to give you. This is the work that I'm giving you to do that's going to be more fulfilling than anything else you could desire, anything else you could commit your time to. It's like Christmas. It's like these goals are a gift from your father. Uh, and sometimes... When we're identifying these goals, it requires discernment. Discernment is the ability to judge. And as I was praying about discernment this week, I was just thinking back um, of a time when my human passion wasn't quite in alignment with my divine, the divine passion that God had placed inside of me. When I was like uh, five years old, I fell in love with basketball. I loved basketball. Michael Jordan was my favorite basketball player. I have over 200 Michael Jordan cards. Um, I was a collector, but I also played. My dad coached our rec teams, and then middle school and in high school, I was still playing basketball. But I remember this um, realization that as my passion for basketball was growing and growing, I stopped growing. (laughs) And that I didn't really have a very long career in basketball. In fact, no career in basketball. And so... um, I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, this is the only sport I play. Maybe I should have tried another sport. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to try playing football. I don't know how I went from being too small to play basketball to them playing football, but we could say I lacked some guidance. I don't know. I was dreaming big that year. But uh, I remember at the end of every practice, we'd run laps, and we'd do like 10 laps, and everybody hated it. But it was something I could be good at. It was something that I would always try to finish first. And the coaches, like, saw that. They saw that I was really hustling out there and going as, like, giving it all out at the end of practice. And so I remember one of my coaches said something that always stuck with me. He said, he said, hey, Samuel, I know it's too bad you're, you're so into basketball because you would have been best at wrestling. And I wasn't really interested in wrestling. But a bunch of sweaty guys rolling around, like, it wasn't my thing. But, like, wrestling doesn't have cheerleaders, do they? I don't know. Don't ask what my nickname was when they were cheering because it's kind of embarrassing. Um, you know how they make signs and stuff to cheer you on and everything, and it's supposed to be, like, fun and all that? I'm not going to tell you. Do you guys want to know? It's really embarrassing. They call me the Hobbit. But in fairness, it was, like, the peak of Lord of the Rings, you know, it was, like, effect, like kind of cool. Anyways, don't let a human passion eclipse a divine passion that would lead to the best you. Don't let these, these different desires, I mean, it's a discovery. It's okay. Try things. Figure out. It's not wasted time. But don't stick with it too long, so long that you lose time pursuing the things that would lead to what God made you to be best at. Which leads to our, our last point, and then we'll go back into our time of worship. But number three, embrace greatness. Matthew twenty twenty six through 28 says, Whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. 
And just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The best you is a servant. He answered the question right there. The best you is a servant. So do your goals, do the things that you're setting out to accomplish this year, connect to serving others? In what way is you doing this going to end up helping others? Is it going to serve others? Now, there's a mindset in the church today that humility means to accept our lot in life, to, you know, not be too up there, too flashy, but, but to be hidden away as if that by, uh, by being more modest or more this or that, that we're, we're giving God more glory. But the tragedy with that thinking is that we're not giving God much to receive glory for. See, greatness is pursuing your purpose, committing your life, going all out, giving your best effort to the things that God has placed in front of you, to the goals that he's given you. Don't ever shy away from that. You are great. God didn't make mediocre people. He didn't make average people. He made great people. We're created in his image. So we've got to embrace greatness as we're looking into this new year and our goals, don't, don't let lies or other people's perceptions or any of those things determine your goals. Let the truth of who you are as a child of God, as a son of the king, as royalty, determine how you think about your goals.